gonna make them an awfully camera. I feel the need, the need for speed. He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fennick. Go ahead, make my day. He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. You talking to me? Together, they bring you the best movies you've never seen. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Rent BioStream, the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Watch on a big screen Hisense TV. The best movies you've never seen. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. With Stephen Fennick and Trevor Long. This is the captain. Brace for impact. Welcome to The Best Movies You've Never Seen. This is a podcast all about movies. And if you love movies and you may not have seen all the great movies, you are listening to the right show, especially maybe if you're maybe a younger viewer who wants to maybe find out about these great movies that you've never seen. It mm. doesn't just apply to my co-host Trevor Long, who hasn't seen any of these movies. Uh, I've, of course, my name is Stephen Fennick. I've seen all of these movies and I'm, I am I choose the list. I, I, yeah. and, I, and I deliberately not... Tell Trevor until the week before. Eh? I, I yeah. always say it's to you, frustrating. I don't give you notice. Well, because you know what, I, I don't want you to get any kind of uh, any 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 sort of knowledge of the film until you're, you're ready to see it. So and I think that's it's, a really good point because yeah. we often don't mention. Like I don't. Not only have I not seen these movies, I've not seen the trailer. Yes. I've I, I, the best I get is a thumbnail as I search it up on Fetch to to start watching the movie. Yes. That's. About the only representation I get often. Uh, and so. I think that's a good way to watch because you're not building up any expectations. You haven't seen the trailer. You, you're going in cold yeah. and the movie's got to speak for itself. Yep. I think on. that's fantastic. The movie we're watching this week is Office Space. And again, a, a warning, there is some coarse language and some... Uh, in parts, uh, sexual, sexual language as well as using the. I just want to give you all the warnings because uh, you, you might be listening to this uh, with your children in the car, maybe, or just giving you the heads up. Office Space was released in 1999, written and directed by a man, Mike Judge, who you correctly said on last week's show mm. uh, was responsible for Beavis and Butthead. That was his big thing he did <laughs> before this. He's got it down. The film is loosely based on Mike Judge's animated shorts that he entitled Milton, which ran on, uh, they were on, I think, Saturday Night Live used to show them, and MTV, they used to see them as well. Right. Now, get this. The studio wanted Matt Damon to play Peter. Really? And But Mike Judge said, you know what, this, the role, it, it would have had too much star energy, that role. Yeah. He wanted... He wanted it needed uh, to be a lot more neutral. Yeah, so that, he he sort of he resisted that. Vince Vaughn apparently auditioned for the role of Lawrence, mm -hmm. uh, 
Um, and Owen Wilson uh, also auditioned for that role, while uh, Kate Hudson was considered for Joanna, which eventually went to uh, Jennifer Aniston. Now, in one of the promotions of this movie, it invited people. Don't forget, this is at the turn, 99, the internet's catching on. Yep. The One of the promotions was to invite uh, people to participate in the bashing of office equipment. <laughs> So they were. There was an internet campaign that was linked to the website, and people could also expose their bad bosses as well. So there were some funky wow. little promotions happening for this movie. Now I know you haven't seen this before, and you likely not heard of this before until no. until just now. So what was any impression before this? The no. thumbnail. Give us your thumbnail. What did it look it's, like? Uh, someone in, in a big yellow suit or something. It was like uh, post-it notes. Post-it well, notes. Post-it that's it. Notes. Yeah, post-it yeah. notes. Um, on a thumbnail, it's not obvious that they're post-it notes. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Um, a bit small the post-it yeah. thumbnail. Mate, I had nothing. Yeah. Literally nothing. Other than I, I the assumed, name of it was you. you knew I it was assumed gonna because be. of Jennifer Aniston, it came at the height of or the end of Friends or somewhere yeah. there. You know, because right she, she would have been yeah. massive uh, star power for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, nothing. Nothing. Wow. Well. Would it surprise you to learn this had a poor box office performance? Okay, having watched it now, yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah, but but it feels like a cult movie. Exactly that it gained cult status on video. Uh, Mike Judge has said that more people talk to him about this movie than any other project he ever did, including Beavis wow. and Butthead. Now he was also considering that he was offered the opportunity to make a sequel. Which was going to be called Office Space Two, still renting. Uh, but he said he he thought he really struggled to get the first one made, and he decided, you know what, he didn't want to go through that again. Oh, so he decided like he Just, decided it's a to piece look, of work. Decided leave to leave it. it. A bit like Steven Spielberg with ET. Remember, he said if I had made a sequel, it would have cheapened the That's original. That's right. Yeah. So he decided because to let it anyone go. could write. I yeah. think you could write a bunch of plot lines for a sequel. Having seen, of this. course, you could. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mike Judge, though, uh, he says that one of the reasons why he believes the film didn't perform very well was he didn't like the marketing campaign for the movie, Mm. and in particular, the poster. Now, for the release uh, at the box office, I looked up these two posters. The movie poster was just the guy covered in post-it notes. Right. And it said, work sucks. Right. For the home video release, it had the guy in post-it notes but Milton with his big glasses looking out from behind the, mm-hmm. the, the post-it notes and he said that worked better than the original one. Interesting. So he thought, yeah, that, that was the difference. All righty, this is your last exit before the freeway. We are going to go dive deep into Office Space. But if you haven't seen Office Space, you can catch it on Fetch. And that's what I did. Uh, I simply picked up my remote and I pressed the voice button because you, if you've got a voice remote, and if you don't have a voice remote, you can order one from Fetch and, and pair it to almost all existing Fetch boxes. Uh, and it'll tell you very quickly that it's actually available on uh, Disney+, Plus, but it's also there to buy. So you can rent, uh, sorry, you can buy Office Space for like $12.99 and you can own it and watch it over and over again. And as we said, the... Uh, the thumbnail is Milton peeking from behind the uh, the post-it note man, uh, and it's it's there with thousands of other movies that you can rent or buy on uh, on Fetch, along with watching live TV, recording TV. It is genuinely the greatest personal video recorder I reckon ever of live TV because you can set series link, but then you can also adjust it. So let's say 
you watch the news every night. You cho choose to record the news. On other series links boxes, it records them all and you've got 50 of the things to delete so it's not taking up space. With Fetch, you can say, you know what, just keep the most recent one. Or if you're watching a show that's, that's five nights a week, you can keep the last five so you can watch them on the weekend. Great way to record live TV as well as watching catch-up and movies all there on Fetch. Check, check it out. Lots of details at fetchtv.com.au and get it from internet providers like Aussie Broadband. Alrighty, if you're still with us, you've watched Office Space, and including yourself, Drew. Yeah, yeah. So what... Give us your impressions after your first time watch. I, I can see why it's a cult movie because, like, it's you, it's probably super rewatchable too. Lots of little it's bits very and Very quotable movie. Uh, quotable. Yeah. Yeah. I can see uh, uh, the Milton thing would have worked really well in the US because of the Saturday Night Live and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It, it didn't, like, it was a good character in the movie, yeah. but it didn't. Did you recognise that guy at first? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. News Radio. Stephen Root, yeah. Uh, yeah. News Radio was the show, wasn't it? Yes, it um, was, yeah. Anyway, uh, so I recognise him probably more than anyone else in the movie other than Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, right. Um, um, so, I mean, I think the story was good. There's bits of the movie where I thought it was going to go differently. So yeah. <laughs> I, I like, I like the, the twists and turns. Yeah, um, yeah good good story. I uh, So what's your tweet on this one then? My tweet on this one is uh, if you're having a bad day at the office, um, <laughs> maybe it's time to just rest, stay in bed and watch Office Space. Yeah, good call. Uh, I did see this at the movies. Really? Surprise, surprise. Very popular rewatch. I, I, it's a short, sharp movie, so yeah, I can watch it. Um, and I can understand, as you said, why it's become a cult cult movie. What I love about it, though, it really captures the late 90s perfectly. Yeah. Like a time capsule. Right. It is really good. It does. Actually, you can yeah. see how you know they're preparing for Y2K, and they've got their computers have still got big fat monitors, and yeah. it's that vibe they captured it. I think perfectly. It's the vibe. Let's talk about the cast. Yep. And again, relatively unknown cast. Ron Livingston, who I don't think you've seen him before. He plays Peter. He was in Band of Brothers. He was also in a film called Adaptation, and also a horror film called The Conjuring. Right. He, I think he was in Sex in the City as well for a stint. Jennifer Aniston, of course, you know, she plays Joanna. Yeah. She was in Friends, right at the height of Friends, I think this was. And uh, she's also, have you, you watched The Morning Show when you're on Apple TV? Yeah, yeah good show. Uh, she was in another film, I think with Adam Sandler called Just Go With It. She was also in another comedy called Horrible Bosses. See, she, she, I feel yeah. like I've seen that and yeah. I thought this was that. No. Nah. Well, she plays, and she plays a dentist or something. Who, you know what I mean? I just, try, trying to get someone in the sack. Yeah. 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 Um, now, all of the cast members now. When when 20th Century Fox agreed to produce the movie, they he said, "Look, I want I, I know I, I want no name actors, but I want at least one famous name." Like he didn't want Matt Damon for the star of the show. Mm. He wanted at least one recognizable name, and he he suggested Jennifer Aniston, and, and that's exactly what he got. Because uh, that having Jennifer Aniston as a marquee star then gave him the ability to cast whoever he wanted in the other roles. Right, yeah. So that gave him that. Stephen Root plays Milton. Now, he was in Dodgeball. Barry, have you watched Barry? Um, the so. The comedy um, with um, – on, on – uh, it's on – I think it's a show. It's a, I think it's a HBO show. Right. It's a, um, about a, a hitman who also wants to be an actor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a pretty, pretty good show. Um, and he was in The West Wing too. Uh, Stephen Root in the later seasons, as was Gary Cole, who plays Lumberg. So Lumberg, Gary Cole was in the West Wing. So yeah. was Stephen Root yeah, yeah. later on. Now, Mike Judge arranged for the when he when he had the he, he wanted a table read of the script for the 20th Century Fox executives, right? 
recruited a lot of actors from his animated series to fill in the parts so they yeah. could be read. Yeah. One of the people he brought in was Stephen Root, who'd been part of King of the Hill uh, and also had read... So he worked with him on that animated series. He brought him in and he read several of the parts for the executives, including Milton. And Judge liked it, his take on the character so much. He goes, mate, you've got to play him in the movie now. That hadn't been cast. So his table read got, got him in the job. Got him wow. the job. Before we get to the run through, let's talk about our other great sponsor, and that's Hisense. It's go big or go home, I think, nowadays with the footy seasons on. We're talking about these great movies. There's all these great games coming out. So what better way to enjoy them is than on a nice big Hisense screen. And the Hisense TVs with their ULED 4K mini LED series is where you'll see this amazing, breathtaking viewing experience. The mini LED technology combined with the Hisense QLED quantum dot technology means that you are getting an amazing picture. So the backlight technology combined with that quantum dot color produces this amazing contrast over a billion shades of color as well. And you know what? Produces Dolby Vision IQ and HDR 10 plus. So you're seeing the movies in their best possible way, the way the director intended. And if you're a sports lover, great news. Auto sports mode can detect what you're watching and switch on 200 smooth motion so you're getting this amazing, really smooth yet vibrant and crystal clear fast motion action because even when you're watching action movies, this smooth play can also help smooth that out as well. Now, what about for gaming? This is the best screen in the house if you're a gamer. Game Mode Pro provides HDMI 2.1 connections running 4K at 120 hertz, your games will never look better. It has variable refresh rate, auto low latency mode, and AMD FreeSync to give you the gaming experience with no tearing and reduced input lag. It is amazing to play your games on this Hisense TV. It's also running the VDAR U6 operating system so you can easily find all the content you want and the high view engine also enhances picture quality scene by scene. So there's all this technology bundled into this Hisense TV, well worth a look for, to watch all these great movies we talk about on the show, but also to play your games and watch all that great sport as well. So if you're after a new TV, we suggest, take our word for it, head down to a store, stand in front of a big screen Hisense TV and see for yourself. And the good news is too, Hisense TVs also have a three-year warranty. That's really important if you're spending that amount of money you want to be protected and Hisense back their products. So get down to a store, check out a Hisense TV for yourself or head to the website, hisense.com.au. Are you ready for the morning commute here? Hang on, I'm ready to clock on. Uh, really interesting. The comedy starts early on this. I love the the, the commute scene from the three characters. This is the most relatable <laughs> thing in the world, apart from the you know hating work at the office. But. Like you get the I love the <clears throat> the um, Peter trying to find the fast lane, and as soon yeah. as he gets, and it always happens to all of us. Gets in the right lane, way here. Gets in the lane, slows down, sees the lane he was in going fast, always. changes lanes, boom, boom, boom. And I love how you see there's a guy on the sidewalk with a walking frame actually going faster, going faster than, he than he is. And he rolls his eyes. This is not happening. What about the guy <laughs> who's singing along to his rap music and, and sees, then turns uh, it down. sees a guy uh, coming up to the car and he says he locks the door, turns it down. And the uh, the Indian-looking guy, Samir, is uh, the guy swearing and uh, he's getting frustrated as well. We see, though, 
that there is a parking spot for a Bill Lumberg. And what what was that a nine eleven Porsche pulls 9/11, up? Nine eleven, nice classic yeah, nine eleven nice there, one, yeah. Eh? So he pulls up at the at the offices, which is called Inatech. And inside Inatech, we see Peter. He's finally arrived from his commute. He, he tries to. Uh, this is uh, the, they did a similar thing in Risky Business, where he always picks the wrong door to go in. You know how there's only one door open and the other one. Yeah. And he was looking at the two doors, thinking which one is which, and. Uh, I love when he's about to find, touch the, the lock, he gets zapped with static. Static electricity, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. <clears throat> anyway, walks in and you think, okay, this is a typical open plan office. He goes into his little cubicle. He's like one of the drones in the office yeah. there. And did you like that his desk is right near the telephone So all he can hear is, well, can you take me? I'm going to have to yeah. hold the line. Yeah, hold the line. <laughs> <coughs> and she's putting on this funny voice every time and – and you're He's frustrated that in the background. Yeah. You can tell it's frustrating. And then he looks as he's watching. It's ten past nine. It's ten past nine. <laughs> oh my god! But then uh, our man Lumberg arrives. Hello, Peter. What's happening? Uh, we have sort of a problem here. Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS reports. Oh yeah, I'm sorry about that. I I forgot. Mm, yeah. You see, we're putting the cover sheets on all TPS reports now before they go out. Did you see the memo about this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have the memo right here. I just uh, forgot. But uh, it's not shipping out till tomorrow, so there's no problem. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'll send that memo again to you. Yeah. And I like how he he gets another phone call from someone else saying, yes, I saw the memo and... He's, he's getting calls from all these people yeah. reminding about his TPS reports. But then he asks his, uh, who, Mil- Milton, who's just on the, the adjoining, opposite, or yeah. adjoining desk near, near him, uh, if he can turn his radio down a little bit. Milton. Hi. Uh, could you turn that down just a little bit? Well, I, I was told that I could listen to the radio at a reasonable volume from 9 to 11. Yeah, no, no, I, I know you're allowed to. I, uh, I was just thinking maybe like a you know personal favor. Well, I... I, I I told Bill that if if Sandra's going to listen to her headphones while she's while she's falling, then I should be able to listen to the radio while I'm collating. Uh-huh. So I don't see why okay. I should have to turn down the radio because yeah, right. okay. I enjoy listening at a reasonable volume. Thanks. From nine to eleven. So relatable. <laughs> Everyone's got that annoying person that does something annoying. And secondly, <laughs> that person that just claims they have permission to do everything and yeah. would totally go to the boss, you know? Yeah. It's There's brilliant. Milton there. And I love to, as soon as he finishes talking to Milton, he gets a call and asking about the cover sheets of the TPS memo. reports. He goes, yes, I've got the memo. Now, what does TPS stand for, you reckon? The infamous TPS report. It's re- not really said in the movie. No. Um, uh TPS is used in software apparently for test procedure specification. Oh, okay. Um, which is a, a set of instructions like the, the steps used by quality control testers. It does make sense when they're testing given, a given we given find a out later feature, that yeah. is dealing with the Y2K yeah, bug. That's right. So, th- given that the TPS report would potentially make sense, Mike Judge apparently said after many inquiries from fa- annoying inquiries from fans. He said that the abbreviation was meant to stand for test program set. So you can work that out for yourself. Who cares? <laughs> At the printer, though, Samir is angrily – the printer is really bothering people yeah, in the it's, office it's and he's, he wants to kill it. He wants to destroy it. Again, we've all had that. Yeah. Uh, then we see the woman who <laughs> comes over. Here's an introduction, a really good introduction to, uh, to Peter's co-workers. Sam Iyer. Not 
na na naga no <laughs> please michael bolton. bolton that's me wow is that your real name yeah <clears throat> so are you related to that singer guy no it's just a coincidence oh no one in this country can ever pronounce my name right. It's, it's not that hard. Yeah, well, at least your name isn't Michael Bolton. You know, there's nothing wrong with that name. There was nothing wrong with it until I was about 12 years old and that no-talent ass clown became famous and started winning Grammys. <laughs> now, you know the real Michael Bolton? Yeah. In 2015, appeared in a little skit video of mm. this scene. Oh, really? And he was digitally inserted in this this scene from the movie, and uh, replacing the guy who Michael Bolton in the movie. Mm. And he repeated those lines, but instead of being a no talent ass clown, he called himself an extremely talented ass clown <laughs> as well. <laughs> Peter comes over, says, "Look, I've got to get coffee. I'm going to lose it." We've got to go. They go next door to. And Chuck, they're like, Chuck it's like it's, yeah, it's, it's ten o'clock. Still ten o'clock in the morning. <laughs> what are you talking about? We've only just got here. Uh, and he's in. I think they go next door to the uh, restaurant called Chotchkeys, mm-hmm. and um, he's saying, and goes, you know, one day I'm just going to come in there, and he's sort of going like making the actions yeah. of a machine. It's gun. a bit full on, yeah. to be honest. It is a little bit, given everything um, that's happened in America. And then the <laughs> cheerful little br- waiter Brian comes over. And trying to, he's sort annoyingly of on, cheerful. Putting, putting you can imagine there. in the character description, it's like annoyingly cheerful, yeah. always smiling. <laughs> and then, uh, and he's the second person. And, he, and the, Peter says, "Mate, just coffee." And he goes, "Oh, it looks like someone's got a case of the Mondays." And, and it was the second Peter's person like, oh, that day. Are you kidding me? He's going to kill him. Um, he just says. Then he also says, "I know Lumber's going to have to get. He's going to ask me ha- have me work on Saturday. I can tell already." Um, and I'll end up doing it because I'm a big pussy. He says, "Oh no, no one's going to say no to him." Um, and then Michael speaks up. Michael's got sort of a, you can find there's a bit of latent aggression to get with Michael, mm. don't you reckon? Yep. Uh, and he says, I'm not a pussy and they need to treat the software people better, he was saying yeah. as well. This is when he says, Peter, yeah. I could actually write a virus that would rip this company yes. off. That's but they the pretty much gloss yeah. over it. That's, that's a, he, he does drop that in there. But we were distracted ourselves because he spots the waitress, which happens to be about. Joanna, which is uh, played by Jennifer Aniston. And then they say, look, why don't you ask her out? And he goes, oh, I'm trying to work it out with Anne. He's got a girlfriend. And he says that they're seeing an occupational therapist. And she says, I get the feeling she's cheating on me. I don't know. So he's sort of full of angst about the girlfriend, yeah. hating his job. And and then I love how the guy sat him and goes, yeah, and what's what's up with you and your TPS reports? <laughs> so even his co-workers <laughs> are bringing up the bloody memo. Oh, man. On the way back to the office, they see a guy walk, running over. And uh, we find out that's Tom, I think. And he goes, have you seen this? They've got a staff meeting. He's, this he's, bloke's another one of those yeah. recognisable actors from yes. a lot of he's little things. Few, he's been in a few movies, but it's it's also a recognisable person in the office who thinks the worst. Oh, hang on, they've called a staff meeting. They're going to sack yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's that guy. Uh, they're bringing in a consultant. I bet you I'm being laid off. Um, in Back in the office... He, uh, they're talking about, uh, you know, p- people shouldn't have to put up with this. We, we should be have job security. And yeah, and then he, sort of the whole gist of this conversation is all you need to do is come up with one good idea and you could be set for life. Yeah. And um, they also, he, he, I think Peter at this point says, I can remember my guidance counsellor asking, what would you do with a, if you had a million dollars? And the mm. answer would be your dream job. If you had a million dollars and you wouldn't, don't really need to work, what would you do with your time? Yeah. The answer would be your dream job. Right. And and they ask 
I think uh, Samir says, oh, I'd invest in it. And he goes, I think you're missing the point. And they asked Peter and he goes, I never, ever had an answer for that. Mm. So you th- you know already he's sort of at a dead end already. He's a bit blank. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> I, I do like the line where Michael Bolton says, well, that's bullshit because no one would ever want to be a janitor and clean up shit, will they? No mm. one's going to say that job. <laughs> so anyway, back at Peter's place, it's, it's, it appears he's got back from the gym and I love the fact that his neighbour can hear that he's home. Everything. And he he yep. talks to him through the wall. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, turn it on to Channel 9. And there was some some woman giving a breast exam or something on the TV. And he, and he comes in and he says, doesn't that look like Anne? Yeah. He's, so basically the yes. neighbour has seen a topless woman <laughs> who he thinks looked like his neighbour's girlfriend. <laughs> and then he goes, but she hasn't been around a lot lately. Yeah. And he and I, th- I like how he th- Peter says, I think Anne's cheating on me. And, and, then, and, then, and then he says, yeah, I got that feeling too. Yeah. <laughs> he agrees with him. But then again, he also asked him, he said, look, I know he asked you, are we going to go fishing on Saturday? He goes, no, I'm sure he's going to ask me to work. Yeah. So what will you do? He goes, I'll tell you what you do. He's going to ask you, he's going to ask you late Friday, right? So you duck out early, turn off your answer machine, can't catch you. This is before mobile phones, of yeah, course. Of course right? yeah. um, and he goes, yeah, you know what? That's a bloody good idea. But then he tries on him. He asks him, <laughs> what would you do with a million dollars? Lawrence. What would you do if you had a million dollars? I'll tell you what I'd do, man. Two chicks at the same time, man. <laughs> That's it? You had a million dollars, you'd do two chicks at the same time? Damn straight. I always wanted to do that, man. And I think if I were a millionaire, I could hook that up, too, because <laughs> chicks dig dudes with money. Well, not all chicks. Well, the type of chicks that double up on a dude like me do. Good point. <laughs> well, what about you now? What would you do? Besides two chicks at the same time? Well, yeah. Nothing. Nothing, huh? I would relax. I would sit on my ass all day. I would do nothing. Well, you don't need a million dollars to do nothing, man. Take a look at my cousin. He's broke, don't do shit. <laughs> Good point, though, don't you reckon? That's very funny. You don't need Who's a that million guy? dollars he's to great. do nothing. I've seen him in a lot of uh, things, yeah, too. Yeah, his name, I think he's um, Beta, I think is his surname, but he, he plays, he's Lawrence is his character's name. Yeah. He's in a lot of stuff. He's in heaps. Yeah, he was in a comedy series. I'm just trying to remember the name, the comedy yeah, series. But, it's um, one of those really cult ones, I think. Yeah. Again, yeah. He was, uh, the next day in the office, they're getting their staff meeting. Lumberg has indru- introduced them to Bob Slidell. He's a consultant. He's going to help us out. Make things run a bit smoother. And at the end, I love at the end of the meeting, he goes, and you know what? Next Friday is Hawaiian shirt day. And no one no does one anything. Gives a no one gives no a shit. No one cares. Uh, anyway, we see, next thing we see is Milton <laughs> on the phone. But I said, I, I don't care if they lay me off either because I told I told Bill that if they move my desk one more time, then, then, I, then I'm quitting. I'm going to quit. And, and I told Dom too because they've moved my desk four times already this year and I used to be over by the window and I could see the squirrels and they were married but then they switched from the squirrels swing line to the Boston stapler but I kept my swing line stapler because it swing didn't line. bind up as much and, and I kept the staples for the swing line stapler okay Milton and, oh no it's not okay because if they make me if they if they take my my stapler then I'll, I'll, I'll have to I'll set the building on fire okay well that sounds uh, sounds great uh, I'll talk to you later alright bye he was talking to Peter the whole time. Just he was across at the, the, at the next desk, yeah. It's quite but funny, then, that, that line yeah. I hadn't tweaked. Yeah. 
right at the end there yeah, when he yeah, says yeah. That, that's <laughs> exactly a, that's I think about the nineteenth minute of the movie yeah. he drops that line yeah, in there yeah, and yeah. you remember what happens later. But he look Peter's been on the phone and fit, loses the t- like track of time. Yeah. Looks at his watch, it's four forty five. And he goes, Shit, I've got to get He's out of here. Trying to log off. Yeah, tries to trying to save his work <laughs> and it's you like not the old days. Yes. <laughs> Taking forever to save a oh. file. And then it wants to do some database rebuild. Oh, I can relate to that. Yeah. You want to just get the hell out of there. Uh, and as he thinks he's out, but then he sees Lumberg. And he you know, says, man, I'm going to need you to come in tomorrow. I need you to come in tomorrow. And maybe Sunday as well. Yeah. I like how he always says, Hey, Peter, what's happening? <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice stereotype of the boss, of a boss, of, a, yep. of, a, of an office thing. And then they cut straight to the, the hypnotherapist, yes. co, you know, relationship counselor. So I was sitting in my cubicle today and I realized ever since I started working, um, Every single day of my life has been worse than the day before it. So that means that every single day that you see me, that's on the worst day of my life. What about today? Is today the worst day of your life? Yeah. Wow, that's messed up. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go on. Is there any way that you could sort of just zonk me out so that, like, I, I don't know that I'm at work in here. Could I come home and think that I've been fishing all day or something? <laughs> That's great. And so he, he actually does. So he it's weird because I thought he was joking, but yeah. now it's real. He starts a hypnotism, tells him that he's going to be in a relaxed state yeah. until he clicks his fingers and he counts and he counts and he counts. And as he's counting, he's getting really all pent up and you <laughs> realise you realize pretty quickly he's in pain and he's having a heart attack yeah. and then he just collapses on the floor. And the best part is they all, like, there's three people there. I don't know who yeah. the two others well, are with Anne him. is his girlfriend. Yes, but with who them? are the other two people? I know, just two other randoms. That's a bit weird. Yeah, a little for bit. For, like, a relationship counsellor. Well, it wasn't, though. It's just a hypnotherapist. I don't think it was just for Yeah, why would you have two other randoms there? I don't know. Was that, anyway. They, they, they want to get their to, issues treated. They all jumped, jumped yeah. to help this guy down on the floor and Peter's just sitting there going, yeah, man. Peter's smiling. Cool, man. He's, happy. he's sitting there still smiling. He's, he's s- Still under, I reckon. Yeah. Still under. I reckon well, this is why he's how he is from now on. He's are, you, still, are you joking? He's still under. That's the entire premise exactly. of the movie. Exactly. He's still under and smiling and thinking, I've got a new approach. Though yeah. there is a moment later in the movie where he switches back. He has a bit of an emotional m- a moment. And you think, hang on a minute, that's not in character. Yeah, maybe. And he, and he maybe. hasn't been flicked out of it. So well, I'll, I'll address that he's, later. Uh, he's still under at this point. I think he wakes up at eight, goes back to sleep the next morning. The phone's Phone ringing. And don't forget, he was supposed to go work on a Saturday. Yep, yep. With Lumberg's messaging him, wondering where he is. Calls again. When, when he gets up, there are 17 messages on and then the phone. And the phone rings again. And they all, all from Lumberg. Rings again, though, and it's his girlfriend. And, uh, yeah, it is an uh, interesting exchange. Hello? Peter, what's going on? Huh? Why aren't you at work? Because I, I, I didn't feel like it. <sighs> Peter, what's gotten into you? First you just sit there while Dr. Swanson dies, then you just walk out of the car and embarrass me in front of my friends, and don't blame this on hypnosis either. That's total bull... Just hang that one up. <laughs> an asshole. Nobody hangs up on me. We're through. Oh, <laughs> and one more thing. <laughs> so he was right. I like the little he beat. He doesn't the give end. a rats though. Just goes straight back to bed. <laughs> it reminds you of the ream tape. Remember the ream tape? Yeah. At the end of it, after his big rant, at the end it just goes beep. <laughs> That's awesome. And on fire. 
Uh, in a tech, uh, they're talking about using new timesheets and they're wondering where Peter is. But you know what? He's still in this relaxed state. He's walked into tchotchkes. Hi, I'm Peter. Hi, can I help you? What are you doing for lunch today? Uh, well, our specials today are blackened chicken, and it's actually right there on the board. Excuse me. And she walks away. He follows her. But hey, then look who's back. The annoying Table for three. Brian. He just pushes him out the way. I was asking what you were doing for lunch. Would you like to have lunch with me? <laughs> are you Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Um. I, I don't. Uh, I don't think I'm supposed to do that. Oh. Okay, well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm going to go next door and get a table, and if you'd like to join me, uh, no big deal, all right? And if not, that's cool, too, okay? Okay. All right. When you say uh, next door, do you mean uh, chilies or, or flingers? Flingers. Okay. So there's chilies, tchotchkes, and flingers. Flingers, yeah. yeah. Strange amount of restaurants in a very um, short space of space, anyway. In, in a tech now, the consultants are in the room. They're interviewing Sam, is that guy's yep. name. Sam, um, they're, they're asking him what does he do. Uh, he tries to explain to them uh, exactly what his job is. You physically take the specs from the customer? Well, no. My, my secretary does that, or the facts. So then you must physically bring them to the software people. Well... <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, sometimes. Uh, what What would you say you do here? <laughs> well, look, I already told you. I deal with the goddamn customers so the engineers don't have to. I have people skills. <laughs> then they get to our man, Mike, Michael Bolton. Let's see. You are Michael... <laughs> Bolton? Yeah. Is that your real name? <laughs> yeah. Is that your real name? Are you any relation to the pop singer? No, it's it's just a coincidence. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I love his music. I do. I'm a Michael Bolton fan. For my money, I don't know if it gets any better than when he sings When a Man Loves a Woman. But you must really love his music, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's... He's pretty, he's pretty good, I guess. You're goddamn right he is. <laughs> That's quite funny. Uh, in the restaurant, Peter is uh, at the table, and we see that the waitress joins him. She comes over. Jennifer Joanna Aniston walks there. in, yeah. And um, she, he notices her badges, there, and she explains the flair. There's all one little, every flare. badge is a, is a flair. Yeah, so. And it's a requirement yeah. of her job that she has all yeah, these pieces of flair. She's got to have a flare. minimum of 15 pieces of flair, minimum. Yeah. Um, but then she asks him, uh, what do you do? I sit in a cubicle and I update bank software for the 2000 switch. What's that? Well, see, they wrote all this bank software and uh, to save space, they used two digits for the date instead of four. So like 98 instead of 1998. Uh, so I go through these thousands of lines of code and uh, it doesn't really matter. I, uh, I don't like my job and uh, I don't think I'm going to go anymore. 
Did, you, did he explain that correctly? Pretty good, yeah. Y two K, yeah. Which turned pretty... out to be a big, big thing, a big lump of nothing, really, didn't it? Uh, no, because, because people, people like Peter prepared, yeah. and me were, were going through and you, code. Oh, you were doing this. Yeah, all the code on all of our websites and all of our software at the time had yeah, to be right. adjusted. Were you feeling that you just don't, don't like your work it's anymore and you're not going to go? The most <laughs> insulting thing when people say the Y two K bug was a was yeah, a fizzle because we were prepared, mate. I oh, know, I was just yanking. We your just chain. got prepared, but no, I thought don't you did a good job of explaining it. But the best part is she. Um, she then's like, "What do you mean? You're just not going to go to work? Yeah. Have you quit? Yeah, you're going to quit? He goes, I'm just going to no, stop going. I'm just going to stop going. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, he goes, I don't like paying bills either. And then he, he just says, "Right, <laughs> you know what? Do you want to go to dinner? And then, hey, I might go and watch some kung fu. Kung do you like kung fu? Like, she loves kung fu. She's like, I love kung fu. Yeah. He goes, well, why don't you come around? So he's Warm. basically had looking to have yeah. lunch, dinner, and a movie at home. Yeah. On the but first you know why? Because we had this this mindset. He was relaxed. Yeah, he relaxed. Thought, I'm a new man. That's the yeah." Back in the office, Milton, I think he's looking at the, the – he sees the consultants. He thinks, are they talking about me? And I think he hides the stapler, you know, the red the red swing yeah, line. swing line. Very important. He hides it. Um, and then – but Lumber comes over and goes, um, hey, Milton, what's happening? I'm going to have to get you to move your desk again. And then he goes, oh, then he goes, oh, there it is. And t- takes the stapler. And he also states at that point, what does he say? Yeah, I set the building on fire. There you go. So you've had two, two Both two of warnings. those went over my head. Two warnings. That's twice he said it. Have yeah. you never noticed that? No. Nope. <laughs> uh, I love this next bit where Peter actually shows up at work. He's and, like uh, in the casual, most casual, casual of clothes. clothes. Yeah. Uh, he goes, I'm just going to uh, – I think one of us says, I thought you were going to come in and start shooting. He goes, no, 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 <laughs> mate. No, mate. I'm just going to here to get my address book. And uh, he says, oh, you were supposed to come in on Saturday. He goes, look, I'm also supposed to be having an interview with the consultants. Uh, tell them I've been sick and to postpone it. He goes, no way, man. This is the best day of my life. I'm going to go talk to him. And that's when he decides to go in and he walks in. He goes, oh, you must be Peter. And he, uh, they ask him, "Take us, tell us what you do. Would you walk us through a typical day for you? Yeah. Great. Well, I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. Uh, I use the side door. That way Lumber can't see me. <laughs> And, uh, and after that, I just sort of space out for about an hour. Tell him uh, space out? Yeah. I just stare at my desk. But it looks like I'm working. I do that for uh, probably another hour after lunch, too. I'd say in a given week, I probably only do about 15 minutes of real, <laughs> actual work. Uh, Peter, would you be a good sport and indulge us and just tell us a little more? Oh, yeah. Let me tell you something about TPS reports. Uh, The thing is, Bob, it's not that I'm lazy. It's that I just don't care. But he goes on to, and he makes a good point here. You know what's really in that grab there? Yeah. As he goes, TPS. And you actually hear someone say, TPS stands for. And and then they cut to the Bob thing. Oh, there you go. But I think what's interesting, he says after that, he goes, you know what? You know, the problem is. If I work my ass off, if I work even harder, I don't see any an extra dime. I don't get anything yeah. else. There's no in, like, there's no incentive. There's no incentive. And he goes and, and he goes. I've got eight, eight bosses. bosses. Yeah. And he goes, what? So if I make a mistake, I've got eight people, different people, telling me about it. Yeah. Um, and then he was sort of asking, "Are you interested in a stock option equity sharing program?" And Peter leaves, runs into Lumberg. I love this. Thing. He goes, "Hey, Peter," and he just literally walks, walks around, around him. him. <laughs> yeah. Later, brush him. Uh, 
They're in Tchotchkes. Uh, Joanna has called over, uh, and the 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 boss of the Tchotchkes mm. calls her over and says, uh, "We need to talk about your flair." It's a bit of a hole, yeah. mate. That you're doing the bare minimum. His basically point is, you're doing the bare minimum. What do yeah. you think of that? That's yeah. I expect more. And she's like, "Well, this is the this is what you this ask." Is the minimum. Yeah. He's like, "But look at old Brian over there." You know, yeah, he had thirty-seven pieces. There of you flair, go. Apparently, yeah. Um, and he goes, "Look, anyone can buy a cheeseburger anywhere, but they come here for the atmosphere and the attitude." She's sort of she's getting the lecture. It's about fun and expressing yourself. He mentions in uh, in a tech we see that they're talking in the, the Toms are talking. Sorry, the Bills are talking with uh, Lumberg, and they describe Tom. Yes, you know, Tom Smakowski, the guy who's got the people skills. He goes, yeah, he's useless. He's gone. Um, yep, sounds good to me. Milton, they find that they can't find a record of him being an employee because mm. this is a meeting with. With um, Lumber, yeah. yeah, and they they so they find out. We did a little digging. We find out. We found out he was laid off five years ago. No one told, and him. no one told him. But, but the glitch is he keeps still getting the paycheck. As we've fixed the glitch, he's not going to get a paycheck anymore. But they admit they haven't told anyone. That's because right. they feel confrontations are <laughs> a tough thing. But then the conversation turns to Peter. I'd like to move us right along to a Peter Gibbons. Now we had a chance to meet this young man. And boy, that's just a straight shooter with upper management written all over him. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Um, I'm going to have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there. Yeah, uh, he's been real flaky lately. And I'm just not sure that he's the caliber person that we would want for upper management. He's also been having some problems with his <laughs> TPS reports. <laughs> Did you, how about how good's that corporate speak? Guys? It's very. Yeah, good. I'm gonna yeah. have to go ahead and disagree with you there. And, like, and the thing is, in this scene, you see the pile of papers, and Bill's next. The Lumberg is next on the on yeah. the on the paperwork. Yeah. So my assumption was he was going to get the arsey. You reckon? Yeah, I th- I thought the next step was to basically they were going to you know shed a few people and the most senior Lumberg. manager. You reckon Lumberg was going to get sacked? That's that's what it looked like wow. to me. Yeah, I never thought that until you said it. I never thought because they've that reviewed was everyone, they've spoken to everyone, yeah. they would have heard bad stories about him. Yeah, but just because they've got, they got his files sitting had, right there, they had Peter's file too, but they weren't going to sack him. Yeah, but they yeah. got to go through it. They, what, yeah. they didn't talk to Bill. I don't, think, I don't think that was going to be the case there. Yeah. Mate. Anyway, but speaking of Lumberg, Peter comes in and parks in his spot. Yeah, and uh, walks in. And has now, how does he not get in trouble here? He actually just takes apart a lock in the office, yeah, and then later on dis- disassembles his desk. Well, there's no no one's like, going to say anything to him. What's doing? Um, Lumberg turns up, sees that someone's in his car spot. Uh, Peter uh, tears down the, I think one of the one of the, the signs big motivational yeah. sign. Yeah, um, the, his poor. We see the Porsche get towed away, and as it turns away, it smashes the bumper. Oh, I went no. That's a nice car, eh? Very nice car. Meanwhile, back in his apartment, he's obviously getting along with Joanne. They're watching uh, Kung Fu. The neighbour calls through the wall again and goes, check out Channel 9. And he goes, oh, not now, mate, not now. <laughs> uh, back at Intertech, though, Lumberg is checking Peter's desk and he's apparently been fishing. He's been with Joanna and the neighbour. He's been out having a great time. You can see he's got a bit of sunburn. He's got a suntan. He's got an esky full of fish. And he's cleaning his fish. He guts the fish yeah. at his desk. And he tosses the guts on the TPS report cover sheets. Yes. Is that not the ultimate thing? Revenge it's for him? a pretty disgusting and this whole is moment. When, this is when he unscrews his cubicle wall and just tips it over, right? Yeah. And at this point also uh, we see our man Lumberg come up. So, Peter, what's happening? Uh, 
Now, are you going to go ahead and have those TPS reports for us this afternoon? No. Ah, yeah. So, I guess we should probably go ahead and have a little talk. He's playing hmm? Tetris, by the way, on this computer. No, right now, Lumberg, I'm, I'm kind of busy. In fact, look, I'm going to have to ask you to go ahead and just come back another time. I got a meeting with the Bobs in a couple of minutes. The Bobs. Uh, the Bobs I wasn't aware good. of a meeting with them. Yeah, they called me at home. <laughs> that sounds good, Peter. And uh, we'll go ahead and get this all fixed up for you. Yeah, the Bobs. I call them the Bills, the Bobs. But did you like how in this scene where he says to him, he goes, uh, I'm going to have to ask you to come back later. He sort of used his own language yeah. against him. Yeah. <laughs> Did you pick that up? That was quite Brilliant. funny. Here's the printers playing up again. Uh, and Peter asks what Michael is doing tonight. Now, you got to remember, I think in this um, in this scene, the, the Bobs have actually he, – he goes to see – sorry, no, he, he goes to see um, – Milton comes over, sorry, and talks to Lumberg. Says, "Look, I haven't been, where's my paycheck? I've got to need to talk yeah. to payroll about it." Um, and he goes, "Look, I'm going to have to get you to move your desk downstairs <laughs> again to, sto to storage." Oh, he says, "So go ahead and pack your stuff." And this is where he grabs a stapler. He goes, "Oh, you have my stapler." Meanwhile, the consultants are with with our man Peter again, and they say, "Look, uh, you're missing any of your workers." I wouldn't say I'm missing it, mate. And they have a bit of a laugh. Um, they all, he also discovers he tells that they're going to get clean rid of out the software. Yeah, yeah, so he f f finds out Samir and Michael Bolton are going to go. Uh, and he goes, do they know this? Like, he's a bit shocked. And he goes, look, what we're going to do for you, though, we're going to put as many as four people underneath you. And we're going to fire – he goes, so let me get this straight. You're going to fire Michael and Samir and you're going to give me more money? That's how, that's how silly this is. Yeah. Uh, goes back to his desk, sees that Michael is having dramas with the with the printer. Now, at this point, remember he says, PC load letter, what's that? And that was actually what appeared on the printer during that scene. Mm -hmm. That wasn't even scripted. He goes, what's this crap? And he said he blows up at the printer. That yeah. was totally improvised. Um, he uh, They decide, look, let's go back to let's, – let's get out of here, go back to my apartment – and let's talk about things. Peter, Peter's trying to He's trying to find out how he's going to be if he gets the sack. Michael, there comes a point in a man's life, and maybe that time for you is now, when it doesn't hurt to start thinking about the future. Uh, no offense there, Peter. <laughs> Speak for yourself there, sport. Not the one who's been flaking out at work. Now, I know you had this religious experience or whatever the hell that was, but you better snap out of it and get your shit together. You're going to get canned. Yeah, and, uh, and I... Listen... That virus you're always talking about, right? The one that could uh, rip off the company for a bunch of money. Yeah? What about it? Well, how does it work? It's pretty brilliant. What it does is every time there's a bank transaction where interest is computed, and are thousands a day, the computer ends up with these fractions of a cent, which it usually rounds off. But what this does is it takes those little remainders and puts it into account. This sounds familiar. Yeah, they did in Superman 3. Superman 3, that was the movie that Richard Pryor was that person that rips off the right. fractions of a cent. Okay. If you haven't seen Superman 3, I you're definitely probably wondering no. what. But uh, it was Christopher Reeve as Superman. We've done Superman. Christopher but Reeve. But not Superman 3. No, but we've Christopher Reeve was still Superman. It was Richard Pryor, you know, the comedian, who's the, hmm. the guy ripping the company off. Um, but he says, look, you know, but you know what? They're all, all the work they're doing for the year 2000, they probably wouldn't even notice it. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're still, now they're seriously still thinking about it. it. So, Michael... 
What's to stop you from doing this? It's not worth the risk. I got a good job. <laughs> what if you didn't have a good job? Cock gobblers. <laughs> so basically, he's he just told, told him. him yeah. Well, Samir and I are the best programmers they got at that place. And you, you haven't been showing up and you got to keep your job. <laughs> Actually, I'm being promoted. <laughs> what? I know, Michael. It's completely unfair. Can you believe, like, that, can you believe that's happening? Um, so he's gutted. Yeah. Um, he says, look, he, you know what? Thinks, let's make, let's, let's hit, do it. let's hurt him. He went, let's make the stock go down. He goes, look, are you sure your software works? And he goes, yeah, but I, just I don't, know how, know, to don't know how to install it, but maybe Samir would. I have to leave now, okay? I have to get my resume ready. Get your resume ready for what? For another job where they can just fire you for no reason? That's right. If I'm lucky. Look, I don't know about you guys, but I'm tired of being pushed around. Aren't you? Yes, Peter. But I'm not going to do anything illegal. Illegal? Samir, this is America. Come on, sit down. Come on. This isn't Riyadh. You know, they're not going to saw your hands off here, all right? The worst they would ever do is they would put you for a couple of months into a white-collar, minimum security resort. Shit, we should be so lucky. Do you know they have conjugal visits there? Really? Yes. Shit. I'm a free man. I haven't had a conjugal visit in six months. <laughs> so That's the a plan, great line, the by plan, the way. It's an awesome line. The plan's on, though. Um, they discuss the plan. They're going to load it in the mainframe um, and... They swear to each other, no one is going to know about this but us. And then the neighbour chimes in and says, <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm good me too. too. I agree as well. That's funny. Um, Peter's back at work. He's uh, congratulated. He said, you're getting a heck of a promotion here. And meanwhile, they're executing the plan. Did you like yeah. Did you like the little, they put the disc the in floppy and disc. they turn to each other and hand the disc off. It was a little, uh, and then Peter walks in, he gets the disc, puts it in all in slow motion. And then. Yeah. They do it and, you get, and they say, oh, that was easy. That was, <laughs> was, was easy. Oh. Uh, Drew uh, has come over and tells him, he goes, did you hear about Tom? Tried to kill himself. Yeah. So he, he had the tried engine, to gas himself. engine running yeah. in, the, in, the, in the garage. The wife comes home, sees him, and he's like, oh, geez. You know, so, oh, the car uh, wouldn't start. The car wouldn't start. <laughs> but then he goes, did you hear? He goes, so is he okay? Is he dead? He goes, No. He realised, right, he goes, he's not going to kill himself. He looked at his wife, thought, oh, I've got to live for her. And then uh, he backs out of the driveway, gets hit by a drunk driver. He's going to get a, he's broken his arm, like a his million leg, dollar his payout. Back. He's going to get a seven-figure settlement. And he goes, he's, uh, he's going to have a party. And uh, he, he's invited all of us over. Yeah. Uh, any, meanwhile, now, um, Samir and Michael have been escorted out of the building because they've been fired. Mm. And he goes, they escorted us out of the building like we're trying to steal something. And Peter says, I did steal something. And it was the printer that they hate. <laughs> they were in the park bashing the crap out of the printer. Yeah. Um, they, I, I love how when they're, when they're smashing the printer up, Michael Bolton, they have to hold him back because he wants to go back and He's smash it some pretty more. pretty angry, yeah. <laughs> anyway, they turn up at um, the party uh, at the apartment. Yep. Uh, they, oh, no, they go back to their apartment and they're sort of they're having their own little drink and everything and... Um, then Jennifer comes around. Then, then uh, they say, Joanna, well, Mon Monday morning, we're going to check the account. Well, I'll see you at the barbecue. Um, Joanna turns up and asks, well, why, what are you guys celebrating? He goes, oh, nothing. And, he, get, and he, he plays cagey, but then eventually tells her everything. All right, so when the subroutine compounds the interest, right, it uses all these extra decimal places that just get rounded off. So we simplified the whole thing, and we just we round them all down and just drop the remainder into an account that we opened. 
So you're stealing? Uh, no, no, you don't understand. It's, uh, it's very complicated. It's, uh, it's, it's aggregate, so I'm talking about fractions of a penny here. And, uh, over time, they add up to a lot. Oh, okay. So you're gonna make a lot of money, right? Yeah. Right? That's not yours? Uh, well, it, it becomes ours. How is that not stealing? <laughs> it's a great line. It becomes good, ours. It's got a good point. Um, and he says, you don't understand. Inditec is evil, and they have to be brought down. And then he, he, throws he, her he, puts, back it, on he her. puts it on her. Doesn't it bother you that you have to get up in the morning and you have to put on a bunch of pieces of flair? Yeah, but I'm not about to go in and start taking money from the register. Well, maybe you should. You know, the Nazis had pieces of flair, but they made the Jews wear them. What? <laughs> What's he doing? <laughs> yeah, that was out there. And he goes, look, you know what? Don't worry. Let's just go to the barbecue. They go to the barbecue. They see their man, Tom, in traction. Yes. Right? And I love this bit where we introduce him to the lawyer. He's got his lawyer there. He's like, and this they're is asking the, star of the show. Peter introduces Joanna. And then he, I, think, I love Tom's line. He goes, forgive me for not getting up. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then they show him. Remember what he was the working on? His jump to conclusions idea, yeah. map. He mentioned that earlier in the film. But I love this. Because you need this just is, one good, one yeah, big one idea. One good idea. But I, I love this when he's talking to Peter, Tom, uh, at, his, at his barbecue. I know how you get depressed about your job and all. And I just wanted you to know that I know how you feel. I used to be the same way. Really? Sure. Well, maybe I didn't whine as much. <laughs> but I bet I hated my job even more than you. And I've been doing it for over 30 years. Wow. Just remember, if you hang in there long enough, good things can happen in this world. I mean, look at me. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. He's saying that to him in full traction. Yeah. He's looking Every at me. Every bone in his body is broken, good but look at me. Good things can happen to me. And I love how Michael and Samir have pinned this lawyer down and they're asking, asking about, about minimum, minimum security. security. And, tell, and, and he's he goes, telling him, nah, mate. Yes, country business, nah, yes, it's pretty hard in there. You know, mm. He goes, oh, my God. Um, Jim sees Joanna and she's, oh, no, she's with me. And then uh, he says to her, he goes, well, make sure you wear a rubber dude. And he goes, what do you mean? Well, she gets around. Apparently, Lomberg slept with her too. And he goes, what? And he puts it on her in the car. He's thinking, well, how can you do this? What? What are you... Oh, right, Lomberg. Ah! Oh, God. Lomberg. Peter, what is wrong with you? That was like two years ago. But did you know him? Yeah, I know him. I know him. He's my boss. He's my unholy, disgusting pig of a boss. He's not that disgusting. He represents all that is soulless and wrong. And you slept with him. Hey, that is none of your business, okay? I didn't ask you who you slept with before we were together. I don't care. Well, I didn't think you slept with guys like Lumberg. Listen to you. Who do you think you are? How dare you judge me? I mean, what are you? You think you're some kind of, like, angel here? No, you're just this penny-stealing, wannabe uh, criminal man. Yeah, well, that may be. But at least I never slept with Lumberg. Okay, that's... I'm done. Just, I want to get out of the car, okay? I want to get Fine. that stuff. Why don't you just call me when you grow up? Oh, wait, you know what? That's probably never going to happen. So just don't call me, okay? Say hello to Lumberg for me. <laughs> so, she, I, she does put him in his place there, though. I rewound this three times. Oh, really? To go back to the bit where they're in the backyard mm. and he spots her. Yeah. He's talking to the guy and the guy says, yep. you slept with Lumberg. Yep. 
because that's the moment where Peter is no longer hypnotized. He's no longer relaxed. Okay, yeah, right. So I'm like, what happened? So you happened? reckon that snapped him out of it? What happened? No, I watched, mate. No one clicked their fingers. Yeah. I'm waiting the whole movie for someone to click their fingers. Okay. No one clicked their fingers. So to me, mm. that scene is out of character. Mm. You got to remember, he watched a bloke die in front of him. Yeah. He, he shunned work in okay. this relaxed hypnotic state. Yeah, right. Yet it does, he's, he's it, now drifted out of it. Yeah, it does. I feel it, like the hypnotic state yes. has been drifted out of the it movie. Did, it did seem oddly open ended. Yeah, but yeah, he does sort of come. He snaps out of it. So you reckon that was the the, the time? It, the that was the moment that I felt like he'd shifted yeah. from I, I any form of relaxation to his been, old self. Might have even been well, when he was talking to Tom and his tones. He goes, "Yeah, good things do happen. Maybe that clicked on something too." Yes, I hate my job as much as you do, yeah, but, but I didn't whine as much. Mate, and, he needed the, yeah. <laughs> needed someone to actually click. Okay, maybe, maybe. But I, I thought it was funny then when he imagines Lumberg sleeping yeah, with him. He goes, oh, he goes, oh, that's great. Can you just move over? <laughs> and he's thinking, oh, he wakes up from his nightmare. Uh, he goes back to Chotchke, back at Chotchke's. Joanna's with the boss again. Called over once again and given the same lecture. Yeah, what do you think of the person who does the bare minimum? This time she doesn't really yeah. just get into the conversation. No. She just gives him the middle finger. He goes, there, there's my flair. Booms, butchka, the, the middle finger. She's gone. Now, you know, Chotchkes is a version of it's, it was it was inspired by TGI Friday's right. restaurant chain. Yeah. You know TGI was that's yeah. Friday. TGI Friday's had staff wearing similar striped shirts, oh. suspenders with the flare. But guess what? They stopped doing it. After the movie. When asked why, the answer was because of that movie Office Space. Wow. Can you believe it? <laughs> that was quite funny. The next day, Peter checks the balance on, on the ATM. The ATM. Did you did you pause it and see how much this was? Didn't need to. It was very obvious. Three hundred and five thousand three hundred and twenty-six dollars and thirteen cents. Shit, 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 shit. Bitch, shit. This is a fuck. Son of a... I, I bitch, shit. What happened? You tell me, Michael. It's your software. Yes, it's your software. You know, corporate accounting is sure as hell going to notice 305,300... 2613, Michael. Oh, shit. They, they probably won't know it's, it's gone for another three or four days. Michael! Michael, you said the thing was going to take two years. What happened? You said the thing was supposed to work. Technically, it did work. No, it didn't. It did not work, Michael. Okay? Hey, okay, okay. Okay? Okay. I must have put a decimal point in the wrong place or something. Shit, I always do that. I always mess up some mundane detail. Oh! Well, this is not a mundane detail, Michael! Hey, quit getting pissed at me, all right? This is all your idea, asshole. <laughs> Solid. Solid. <laughs> the funny thing is, though, this next scene is one of those scenes that has no consequence on the story yeah. other than to just reinforce a character. So you've got Milton. Milton's, there's uh, a, there's, a, birth, there's yeah. a really slow and drab singing of Happy Birthday for Lumberg. <laughs> they're cutting a cake. Milton, Milton gets past the first piece and goes to start eating it. And they're like, dude, hand Come it on. on. You're the, pass it yeah, on. Everyone yeah. passes it on. And, of course. And he says, oh, last time I missed out. And again. And he misses, misses out. Misses out. And again, another reason to be dis a disgruntled employee yes. here. Uh, Peter and the guys are trying to work out why don't we launder the money? How do They're we like, do? Can we How find we a drug that? dealer or someone? Yes, to... well, we need we need a cokehead. It's <laughs> weird. Cut back to the office. Lumberg tells Milton, he goes, "Look, while you're down here, can you handle the roach problem?" <laughs> and then he tells him again, "Look, I haven't had a, a paycheck uh, 
There was a major glitch in accounting. Uh, someone yeah, so comes this down is the and goes, oh, where Lumberg is a told big, big issue here. There's yeah. some sort of drama. Um, they, and here's this where they leave and they turn off the lights on Milton and Milton says, that's the last straw. I'm going yeah. to burn the building down. So I think he says it again then. Yeah, he says it again. And then back at Peter's, this is a funny little scene. Here it is. To conceal the source of money as by channeling it through an intermediary. <laughs> to, con- to conceal that the source of doesn't money. Doesn't really help us, Michael. I can't believe what a bunch of nerds we are. We're looking up money laundering in a dictionary. Yeah, well, you guys can both eat my ass, okay? <laughs> it's funny because, you know, you need to know how to money launder, not the definition. Oh, uh, it's funny. But, but then it, there's this knock on the door and there's a... No, like, no, the, the first uh, the, the first of all, they work out that... um that he, oh, there's like, a, he there's says, I can't Lumberg, believe yeah. Lumberg. So he goes, what? He goes, what? Lumberg? He goes, what? It's the wrong Lumberg? He goes, what do you mean? He goes, no, not Bill Lumberg. The other Lumberg. He goes, ah. Oh. Then he, that suddenly there's makes it younger all right. Lumberg Younger Lumberg. But, yeah, the former addict uh, on the door selling magazine subscriptions. He goes, I'm a former addict. I'm going to sell um, magazines. And they bring him in like, do you know anything about like uh, <laughs> drugs and do you hook us up with someone who does money laundering? <laughs> but he's actually an and unemployed. Then he, he immediately flicks out of out of character yeah. and just is a normal guy who's an unemployed software, software. engineer like these guys. <laughs> uh, this is this is probably uh, this is another funny line too. You know, I can't figure out how is it that all these stupid Neanderthal mafia guys can be so good at crime and smart guys like us can suck so badly at it. We're new to it though. If we had more experience... No. You know what I think? I think we're screwed. I think there's enough evidence all over that building to link us to this. Even if we could launder money, I wouldn't want to. What we've done is bad enough. We get caught laundering money, we're not going to White Collar Resort Prison. No, no, no. We're going to federal pound me in the ass prison. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's funny. Peter, again, dreaming about his trial, sentenced to four years, and the judge says, I sentenced you to four years in, in the pound in the ass prison. prison. Uh, and he decides, you know what, he's going to write a letter, and he adds a bunch of traveller's checks. He's obviously, it. Drawn, travelers he's checks? obviously drawn all the yeah. all the money out. Were those ones traveller's checks? Yeah. Those were. They, they, were weren't, they weren't bank checks? checks? Okay. No. Uh, he sees Joanna and explains. She explains to him, look, I quit my job. Uh, he says, look, I might be going away for a while. Uh, he says he's going to turn in the money and leave the confession under Lumberg's door. But he does realise what he did and he offers his apology. Joanna, I want to apologise. I had no right to get pissed off at you about Lumberg. Lumberg is not my problem. It wasn't even the right Lumberg. I don't know why I can't just go to work and be happy like I'm supposed to, like everybody else. Peter, most people don't like their jobs. But you go out there and you find something that makes you happy. Yeah. Well, I may never be happy at my job, but I think that if I could be with you, that I could be happy with my life. I've been a real asshole, but if you could give it another shot, I promise okay, you, Joanna. Get to be kiss. And this is when Brian comes out, the other waiter. Whoa, hey, what's going on here? Get a room, you two. <laughs> and he sticks his middle fingers up and. <laughs> Anyway, he go. This was a funny little spit where he goes in, slips the envelope under the door, and yep. then walks off, and, and then, then suddenly back. dives back at the door yeah. to try get it back again. Too late, pal. And, and there is, uh, we'll get to it in a bit, but there's a very funny part of that <laughs> about why that's even stupider and funny. 
and then, well, what happens next is Milton explaining that he hasn't had a paycheck and yeah. they took my stapler and I have to get my stapler back. And the woman goes off and he opens Lumberg's office. He just walks in and the door's yeah. unlocked. The door's unlocked. <laughs> or did, you, did she unlock it when she got no, in? No, because all unlocked the lights the were off time? and everything. Okay. My, my, my read of that <laughs> in a comedic he line got it, uh, is that he never tried the door handle. Uh, yeah. At night. Okay, right. That's <laughs> that's my read. It makes that's it funnier good, that's anyway. That's a good pickup. That's a good yeah. pickup. Um, anyway, he's walked in there. Uh, Peter uh, has packed a bag. He said, look, I might be going away. He tells, tells Lawrence, he goes, yeah, mate, it's a bummer. Time to face the music. But he drives to work, and what does he discover is the office building is on fire. On fire, yeah. And it just collapses, and I love how Milton is there looking around, and then he just, then he walks, just, walks, just away. walks away. Yeah. Peter's laughing, thinking, wow, this is amazing. So We've done it. It's the next thing you see, so that you see the fire, then it fades fades into the shot of someone putting a shovel into the ground, cleaning yep. up, and there's what's on the shovel? The red stapler is on the shovel. And we see that it's Peter and Lawrence that are doing the cleanup. Yeah. Uh, they see the swing line stapler in the ashes, and Michael and Samir drive past. Wanna go to lunch? Drop mine in a pail. Plus, Joanna's supposed to come by a little later. So, how do you like your new job? It's not too bad. Not too bad. How's uh, Penetrode? Penetrode. Penetrode. Vera? <laughs> it's work. Yeah. Yeah. Probably get your job there if you want. Yeah. No, thanks. I, uh, I'm doing good here. So, uh, we're going to be okay, right? Yeah. I think the fire pretty much took care of everything. I wonder if the money burned up. Now, it's funny because my expectation yeah. for the next moment was shovel, shovel, and find something, whether it's yeah. the envelope or something. I expected the reason well, no, he was you... put into this role was because he was going to find something okay. in the ashes. But didn't you see when Milton went in the office what he just stepped on? He only stepped on it. But that's the thing. You're well, not, you're not... He saw it, though. No, he didn't. You watch it back. Yeah. Milton never sees the he, envelope. But he steps on it. But you, then but it cuts. You don't see him I doing anything that. else. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, you got to look. You got to remember. You got to go back and look through my eyes. Yeah, you've never seen. He's before, walked yeah. in, yeah. and what I see is he misses the envelope, and yeah. he walks in to get his stapler. He gets his stapler and yeah. then cut, and then you see, don't see anything else. That's until it. Uh, hang on, just I'm just explaining yeah. myself. So yeah. as far as I'm concerned, I'm expecting yeah. that Peter. Oh, you reckon he's going to find a burnt the, envelope? The great thing about Peter being in this, you know, recovery job is yeah. that he may well stumble across the yeah. the hidden cash, and they get away with it after all. But all they did was find the stapler. That's it. Yeah. Which, then, which is exactly the thing that's yeah. the comedic part of it is Milton goes into the office to get the stapler, ignores the envelope well, he's standing on. And before but, that, he was complaining he hadn't been paid. But actually, he leaves the stapler and takes the envelope, takes the cash, as we find out takes the, 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 in the next scene. And so he's on a tropical island, and uh, yet he's still, he's still not happy. Excuse me. Excuse me, senor. May I speak to you, please? I asked for a Mai Tai and they brought me a pina colada and I said no salt. No salt for the margarita, but it had salt on it. I won't be leaving a tip because I could I could shut this whole resort down. Sir, I could take my traveler's check to a competing resort. Traveler's check? I could write a letter to your court of tourism and I could have this place condemned. I could put I could put strychnine in the guacamole. There was salt on the glass, big grains of salt. 
He's, a, he's an angry bodger, isn't he? Yeah, it's funny. Good end credits here. I love how they had the actor pick the actors, actors and, and the names. names. Yep. Awesome. And did you know the song that was running through the end no. credits? It was called "Take This Job and Shove It." Uh, was the name of the song, which is appropriate, don't you reckon? Okay. Did you catch some of the favourite lines, mate? Starting with this one. I mean, he did help Anne lose weight. Peter, she's anorexic. Yeah, I know. The guy's really good. <laughs> Talking about the hypnotherapist. Yeah. Now, here's another Michael Bolton, angry man. I told those fudge packers are like Michael Bolton's music. Oh. That is not right, Michael. <laughs> now, the, this is a very funny line too. Remember when Jim comes over, tells him about Tom? Yes. And he talks about the girl who he wants to ask out? I'm thinking I might take that new chick from logistics. <laughs> Things go well, I might be showing her my O face. Oh, oh, oh. You know what I'm talking about. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's funny. I laugh at that every single time. I can tell. I can tell. like that. I'm going to show my old face. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Okay, there are some solid plot holes in this You movie, think? Though. Solid. It's a comedy. Well, the first one is Tom. Do you reckon it, that would have played out so quickly? He was going to get a seven-figure settlement, like the day after it happened, or yeah, it's pretty dodgy. Yeah. And he was, but you know what? He hadn't he been drinking too. Remember, he went home, was going to kill himself. Had he had a drink as well? At the, the, he yeah, he was, could have been drunk himself, but anyway, maybe because he backed out of his own driveway. And is it his fault or, or the person driving by? Pretty sure it's his fault because he he backed out in the path of the car. Yeah, the speed might have been the only thing yeah. that got you over yeah, the line. Yeah. Uh, Peter says he opened the credit union account to take care of all the penny, the fractions of the pennies. That'd be the easiest account to trace in the world. So they would have easily find, found Been out. Traced, yeah. He would have had to have verifiable information to open uh, ID to open you, that account. You assume so back yeah, in the day. So yeah. yeah. So Peter, not the smartest man in the world. Uh, things you might not know, and we've already confirmed, he was pretty much spot on when he was talking about fixing the year two thousand problem yep. and uh, switching out the the for the millennium bug the the two digits for the years instead of the four digits. Um, the expectation was that software written in such a way would fail, but when the year changed from ninety nine to two thousand, largely thanks to a massive effort on the part of the software and financial industries. Nothing really happened. So everyone wrongly thought, oh, what a waste of time because the work had been put in, including by yourself. It's, Is it's, that right? Yeah, it's a great misnomer of the world. Yep. Yeah. Um, Gary Cole and other members of the, of the cast reunited for a Black Friday commercial for Walmart in November wow. last year. Jeez. So it was uh, Michael Bolton also did a Black Friday ad for Walmart playing – that the was Michael the one you Bolton earlier. character. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Now, that was for a skit. This was for a separate thing he did. Yeah, right. He did two things. Uh, the red stapler that was uh, favoured by Milton mm -hmm. was actually created for the film, especially by the prop department. They needed a bright enough colour to be seen on the on film. Yeah. They, so they said, what's the brightest colour? Red. Uh, and after the film was released, Swingline, which is an actual company, they re started receiving requests from customers for red staplers. Wow, and uh, they 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 stopped offering red several years before, but then made the decision to start up the color up again. That's wild. Um, in the in the uh, addition to the swing line stapler, some fans of the film also created their own jump to conclusions mat as well. Of course. Did you notice 
Milton reveals, you didn't notice this initially, his intention to burn down no, the building. didn't. It passed Nine, straight over me. 19th minute was his first reference to burning down the building. Didn't notice yeah, it. Yeah, there you go. When Lumberg is having the meeting with the Bobs over the layoffs, you thought he was going to get the can, didn't yeah, you? Yeah. I didn't think that. But when they pull out his file, there's you know, there's a photo of him. If you look closely, what he's wearing in the photo is actually what he's wearing at the desk on the same day. <laughs> he's got his same outfit on. Did you notice too that the cars all had generic license plates? So it didn't really have a state on okay. it. Okay. Yeah. The other thing uh, that I notice every single time I watch this movie is that the word lose is spelt incorrectly on the jump to conclusions. Oh, no. It's, I think it's spelt with a double O. Yeah. Loose. Lose as in loose, yeah. Okay, three questions for Treb. Hit me. Do Peter and Joanna get married? <sighs> no. You don't reckon? No. Why not? Just differences. Okay. Does Lumberg restart his career with another company? Yeah. After burning in the tech yeah, to the he's ground. a classic manager who will always be in employment. Does Milton get his revenge on the resort at the end? Does he Does he do something yep. about his wrong drink? Yeah, 100%. Is he that spiteful? Yep. Wow. Without question. All righty. That is our movie, Office Space. Give us your wrap-up and rating. I didn't like it. <laughs> Pains me to say that because really? I can see how much you oh, like it. I think it. it's quite a funny movie, yeah. But you know, just you reliving yeah, it now a, is funny. A... <laughs> um, I get I get the cult nature of it. Um, yeah. I, I see how it would have worked perfectly in that scenario. Okay. And I think it'd be a fun movie to watch with a bunch of people. Did it make you laugh though at points? I laughed Did it make at you laugh? points, yeah. but I also went at points that was meant to be funny for me, but it wasn't. Yep. You know, so I, I felt okay. that. Yep. Man, I struggled to go a seven. Wow, that's generous seven. If you didn't like it, I, 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 my so, gut feeling was six. In fact, I'm going six point five. Six point five. Geez. So you're yeah. not really going to show this movie your O face, are you? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I give that a solid eight. It's a solid eight for me. Okay. Um, it's it's not the best movie in the world, but it, it, there's always these little funny little bits in it that I, that make me. I laugh. feel like it's such one of the, it's one of those great. And again, I go back to that. I reckon if you Milton's watched it again, and you'd SNL, laugh at, yeah, and there's a cult yeah. audience yes. who would recite this bloody thing. But I think too, it's a, it, it also it's similar to ET in the fact that you never saw it at the time. You saw it late in the piece, so it didn't sort of relate to the vibe of the time. I remember seeing it when it came out in the late nineties. And it was I, I related to it in Everything that way. In so it, 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 it was relatable at the time. At the time it was, yeah, it was current. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's so that's that's another thing there too. All right, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's pretty good. Well, should we turn our attention to next week? Well, I'd like to, but next I don't know what week, it's going to be. We are watching "I Am Legend," what released in two thousand about John Legend? No. Okay. Starring Will Smith. Oh, really? Now this was. Uh, Based this on a pre-slap, novel. yep, go on. Okay, pre-slap, yes it is. Based on a novel, who was the novel written by? I Am Legend was written okay. by A, Stephen King, no. B, Richard Matheson, Maybe. C, Michael Crichton, D, Dean Kuntz. Now, I won't tell you what the movie's about because that'll spoil what the, you're watching next week, but they're, they're your choices. Michael Stephen Crichton. King, uh, wrong. It was Richard Matheson. Never heard of him. Yeah, wrote, wrote I Am Legend. Um, and if I explain what the book's about, it's going to spoil the movie for you. So really, watch the movie. Is there a genre? Can I get anything? Uh, action set in the near future. Oh, far yeah. Out. No, no, you relate, mate. You will like it. Trust okay, me. trust right. me. Righto. Well, we. You, I thought you liked Office Space, but anyway, we'll <laughs> better luck next week. We hope you enjoyed Office Space, but join us next week though for I Am Legend. Trev, see you then. See you then.